like wrestling, but when it comes to watching, you just don't have the time. So sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie. Yeah? So there we go. There's the uh, incredible and not at all shitty and hastily made up um, theme music. Um, welcome to another Grapple Pie. Hello, well, uh, my name's Daniel Swan. Hopefully this is the, the part two to the part one that you've already listened to um, of uh, myself and my long-suffering wife's uh, WrestleMania 32 review, news and reviews and views and musings. Um, was, uh, she stepped in heroically. It was her first ever wrestling event that she had ever seen, um, and it was five hours long. So she she suffered through it, um, and then I forced yeah. So I forced her to watch it, forced her to do a podcast, and then I have um, repaid her um, by being a, a, a twat and uh, deleting uh, part of it. So halfway through this, um, uh, you'll be getting partway through this. Um, it will be devolving back to to me just talking to myself. Um, uh, and I'll re-record it um, today. But so savor, savor every second uh, of that wonderful Tiffany Douglas uh, goodness. Um, yeah, as we dive back into uh, WrestleMania 32, what did we think? Next up, uh, we've got the street fight, the no holds barred street fight with the Beast guy. With the Beast, Brock and... Lesnar, and the crazy man Dean Ambrose. Ambrose, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no holds barred, street fight, anything anything goes, a blood-soaked brawl um, with, you know, weapons and chair shots and all kinds of carnage, right? Totes. Wrong. Wrong. Did not happen. Not that. As, of course, we knew it wouldn't because it's PG, which is not, and a lot of people are kind of get on about the PG thing, I think. A lot of people are like, yeah, it was better when everybody was bleeding all the time and, you know, <laughs> people were getting whatever. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but, and because I, I, I think back in the day, people were bleeding too much. Right. But I think for certain matches, at pay-per-view, like, never have any bleeding on TV. Absolutely fine. Because you don't need it. But if you're building up to this big match, and if this is a, this a rivalry that's like a blood feud, mm. like, oh, I freaking hate this guy, and we're having some kind of weapons-based hardcore match. Yeah. Like, I just think it adds a certain drama to it mm. that you can't, you don't really get without it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really seen, well, I haven't seen anywhere there has been blood. Yeah. So I didn't feel personally like there was that missing. But yeah. Yeah, maybe that's because I haven't seen something. Yeah, I just think it's just yeah adds a little bit of a little bit of something. That being said, I thought this was a good match. I thought it told a good story. I thought it was a little bit of a shame that it kind of bitched Dean Ambrose out. Um, I mean, in the build up to it, it's all been about like why are you picking a fight with Brock Lesnar because he'll eat you. Um, but Dean Ambrose is like, well, I'm crazy, so who cares? Yeah. Um, I've, Wish he'd got a bit more, a bit more in, made it a bit more competitive towards the end because it kind of just was Lesnar throwing him around and he was those German suplexes. He was yeah. going feet in the air. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt like there was never any chance. Like he just mm. came on. He just looked like a normal guy. Like, mm. and yeah, like you say, they set it up as this kind of oh well, I don't. I like being beaten up or something. I don't, know. I don't know. So, 
Yeah, they set it up like that, like he's crazy. He's yeah, just like so he's crazy set. he might win. But yeah, maybe it was more of a kind of, I don't know, the other guy might tire himself out or <laughs> hurt himself. Might hurt his fist on my face. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because it almost felt like that, didn't mm. it? Like, almost like, yeah, it was like a Joker-type character. Like, yeah. you just keep punching them in the face and they'll just keep laughing. Yeah. Um, And so, I think that was quite... Yeah, they had better characters mm. and a better rivalry. And yeah. I know you said, oh, the Brock Lesnar guy has his manager there because he's mm. not a very good talker. Yeah. But I felt like his character did come out through his, mm. like... Physicality. Yeah, and his mannerisms and even just, like, smiles and, yeah. like, looks and stuff. Like, it was a little bit more in- engaging, mm. even though he didn't talk a lot. Yeah. Like, he clearly had a character and he was, you know, he got angry or mm. he got, you know, and you could see that. Mm. And it felt more real. Yeah. And maybe that's why I got on board yeah. with it a bit more. Yeah, that is the thing with, with Brock Lesnar. He, uh, yeah, he does... <laughs> He makes believers of people. It makes it seem very much yeah. like, you know, he could absolutely... Because he could, because he's a UFC guy as well, yeah. so he could absolutely muller yeah. people. But, but, like, he seems genuinely, like, involved in the... Yeah. Like, you know, personally or emotionally mm. involved in the fight, not yeah. just, like, I'm a big guy. Yeah. Um. So that, for me, makes it better. I thought it was funny when that other guy, the Ambrose guy, just kept getting a load of chairs on. Yeah. That was funny, I thought. It was like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he got on like, here's the chair, I'm just going to put a chair on. Okay. Oh, here's another chair. It was like a, it was like a clown thing. Oh, and another one, and another one. And we were like seven chairs. I'm like, I just think the joke's got a bit old now. Like, come on. Yeah, you like chairs, Dean. <laughs> Tell another one, will you? <laughs> But I guess that was so they could throw each other on the chairs. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah. to make him look a little bit crazy, I'm like, I'll throw all these <laughs> chairs in. <laughs> Which it works, because I was like, what the F is going on with this <laughs> guy? Dean, mate. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. So, yeah. But I did like it. I liked that one overall more than mm. any of the other ones, I think. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was, was that your match of the night then? Maybe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it maybe could have gone a little bit longer. Maybe could have got yeah, given Dean a bit more offense, a bit more, you know, made it a bit more competitive. But I think the right person won. Um, did annoy me a little bit again with the PG thing, knowing that it, there's not going to be any blood and guts and gore knocking around. Mm. Why? I mean, at one point he had a fucking chainsaw. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Um, and then he gets the baseball bat out that's wrapped in barbed wire. It's like, you're not going to use it. Yeah. Like, there's no way you're going to use it, because if you, the yeah. minute you use that, it's going to cut him open. Yeah, I think it brings a little bit of drama, though, doesn't it, for yeah. people to think, will he, oh, my God, what's he got now? But then, as as I, as I uh, said at the time, I believe, um, uh, the theatrical tradition oh, of yeah. uh, Chekhov's gun... Uh, if there is a gun on stage in the first act, it must be fired uh, by the third. Um, it just, I don't know, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if he hits him with this baseball bat covered in barbed wire? Oh, how crazy would that be? I mean, he's not going to, but oh, wouldn't that have been... Oh, that have been I think great. it was like building him up as crazy, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not, I personally am glad he didn't use it. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, maybe I just wanted a little bit of... Yeah. Just a little, just a little bit of... Claret. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. 
And then we got a little um, uh, bit about the Hall of Fame. Um, various people in the Hall of Fame, most oh, of yeah. whom don't matter. Uh, but then Sting. Your fave. The greatest of all time. Sting. The Stinger. Um, was inducted, uh, which was good. And he got his little intro, but he didn't have his freaking music proper proper entrance music um, I'm even going to stop this right now we're going to find the entrance music and I'm going to play it for you a little bit just one time yeah Okay, so that was cheating a little bit because that was the the sting theme from that amazing NBA uh, NBA um, WWE two K fifteen uh, advert where all the orchestra members had sting paint on, and you're like, oh my god, sting in WWE, this is gonna be fucking amazing. Um, and then he retired with a record of zero and two, which is not awesome. Should have won at WrestleMania last year. Just gonna say that again. Um, yeah, which um, tragically marks the end of um, uh, Tiffany B's involvement um, with this. Um, again, she did a heroic job, and uh, I thank her very much for it. And uh, yeah, the, the evidence of the rest of her um, thing is uh, lost forever, which is a big shame. Um, especially as now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. Four matches left, although in the pay-per-view, this was at the point where there were about three hours left. And I was like, oh, surely, what are they going to do? Is this... You know, are they going to be showing a, a massive bit after the after the actual WrestleMania? Is there going to be like a post-show thing? Or, um, but no, it was just a lot of uh, time wasting. But we'll get to that later. Um, so this is the triple threat um, for the uh, for the women's title, not the Divas title, not the stupid butterfly princess unicorn bloody housewife trophy. Um, the women's championship, the, the women's wrestling, women's superstars, and they were very keen to say they're superstars, they're not divas anymore, um, which makes so much more sense. Um, they have, I mean, the three women in the match, and uh, obviously Bailey in NXT, and, um, you know, there's been great strides made um, in women's wrestling, just because, just for the, the simple, they've, they've worked out the secret that, in order to make do good women's matches, just treat them like men's matches. Give them good characters, good storylines, um, uh, and let them go. Um, and they've been taking it seriously, and they've been reaping the rewards of that um, very much so. Uh, and it was it was wonderful to to see this. For me, this was the match of the night. This was very fast paced. Um, triple threat matches can sometimes be a little bit awkward, a little bit weird, but this was. This was amazing. Um, Fast-paced. There are a couple of botches, but you kind of forgive it when they're giving it this much. It's some great kind of uh, combinations at the beginning with some uh, lots of pins, pin reversals. Um, uh, there were lots of great kind of three-way spots. Um, a great bit where um, Sasha Banks went for a Hurricane Rana, uh, but then Charlotte kind of kept her up on the shoulders, but then it turned into like an electric chair drop, and Becky came in with a drop kick. Very, very cool stuff. Um had an amazing dive to the back uh, dive through the ropes by um, Sasha Banks as well that looked like she was just absolutely going to brain herself but managed to tuck and roll um, and save her life I'd imagine because it looked like it was going very badly and then it ended up being incredibly cool um, 
<laughs> Becky uh, did a dive out onto uh, old Ricicle Ric Flair. Um, the, the, I don't know, 140-year-old uh, Ric Flair, uh, which was great to see him <laughs> taking another bump, bless him, um, getting involved in it. Um, and then Charlotte with one of the spots of the entire night doing the most beautiful um, moonsault to the outside that I think I've ever seen. It was, it was a thing of beauty. It was like the, that kind of Kurt Angle, like massive high leap um, and just perfect body form. It was, yeah, very, very cool indeed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's not a lot else to say about it. It, it just worked really, really well. There was a, a great bit where Charlotte, after the um, moonsault, came back into the ring um, and did the, what's it, nature's calling or some bollocks, the, the kind of flip over um, front neck breaker-ish, I guess, um, on both of them and then kept on pinning both of them and both of them were kicking out at two, pin one, two, pin one of them, they go for a two count and then go back and pin the other one, go back, like getting really frustrated and then she just sat on the um, cameras and looked at Rick and was like, Dad, which I thought was a great, character moment um like i just don't know what i need to do to beat these guys um yeah it all worked very well i thought becky was built up very well in this match she got a lot of offense in which was good because i think in the run-up to it she'd been booked the weakest um uh because obviously sasha banks is, is incredibly over with the crowd and um charlotte is is the heel um and the champion so yeah i think becky needed a bit of um yeah, a bit of a boost in the match, uh, and I was glad that she got that because I'm a, I'm a fan of her. Best uh, entrance music in the WWE right now, officially. Um, if I had a niggle, it would be the finish. I thought that Charlotte recovered too quickly from whatever move she had done on her right before the end. It was something big, and she was kind of down, and then it was like, oh, right, we're going into the finish, and she just jumped up and um, threw Sasha out and put the, the figure eight Um on Becky so that was a little bit of a niggle and I, I would have preferred one of the other ones to, to win to have a change of uh, change of champion but um, uh, yeah Charlotte's a good champion and hopefully this that will just mean that they'll be able to do the same thing next month uh, I'd very much welcome that um, and yeah again, one of the, the lines of the night one of the reasons one of the times that you just think oh, Jesus Christ JBL I'm very glad you're here um, JBL revealed the, the insider secret that you have to be involved in the finish to win um, which is wonderful. Well done, well done, JBL, um, to, for for kind of lifting the curtain uh, on those uh, intricacies of pro wrestling. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was great um, match of the night. Best thing that was um, for what it's worth. Tiffany enjoyed it as well. Um, I think that um, high energy, high work rate um, impressed her, um, which means I think she, maybe she'd be more into kind of lucha kind of stuff. And less of the WWE kind of land of giant stuff. But who knows? Who knows? Um, then we moved on to uh, Undertaker versus Shane. The, obviously the most perplexing uh, match. The most perplexing build-up, um, at least, when it was announced. Everyone was a bit like, eh? Because it was a lose-lose situation. I mean, it's obviously two faces going against each other. Two people that everyone wants to win. And that doesn't necessarily make for a bad match. Uh, I think there are a lot of matches that, you know, you can absolutely point to and say, well, you know, pretty much every match in... Uh, Takeover Dallas, uh, NXT Takeover Dallas was face versus face, um, or people that people were cheering for, and it's just you know you pick and you enjoy that it's a great match and blah blah blah. But this seemed different because it was 
it wasn't win-win, it was lose-lose. Because if Shane wins, then you don't see The Undertaker again. And if The Undertaker wins, then you don't see Shane again. And neither of those are good outcomes. So it's like we're going to be fucked whatever, we, whatever we're cheering for. Um, but, you know, it's a Hell in a Cell match. It's The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's Shane McMahon, so he's going to do something crazy. You know, should be a decent match. I feel like they booked it wrong. Um, I mean, they booked it right, but they didn't really kind of pushed through with it enough it seemed to be like they were going for the undertaker was dominant obviously but then he just couldn't put shane away because shane was you know his dogged determinism and you know that he so desperately wanted to win to get you know control of the company or control of monday night raw um so he was fighting for more than the undertaker was fighting for and i quite liked that but they didn't go with it enough they didn't make that enough of a through line i think shane got too much offense in um which I think he does in a lot of his matches, to be honest, because um, he isn't a wrestler. Um, and I think, in, especially when a lot of his, his offense was like, his kind of, you know, with all his training videos and like, oh, we tie and, you know, boxing and all of this kind of stuff. And then submission holds. You don't watch a Hell in a Cell match for submission holds. You watch it for carnage and craziness and um, nuttiness, which again goes with what I was talking about with Ambrose and Lesnar. Like, just a just a little bit of blood might have in a little bit of you know a little bit of carnage would have gone a long way um with this one but it was very clean and very kind of sanitary which i just i just don't i think like absolutely fine with pg wrestling no problem with that whatsoever but it's like when you start booking violent matches in a situation where you know you can't be violent it just think i just feel like what's the point why why go for that kind of thing when you know it's not going to deliver um yeah, so I, th- I thought it was a bit of a weird one. It was a bit stodgy, very slow. That's the phone. Very slow, obviously, because Undertaker's a million years old. Um, I thought it was very telling that I think The Undertaker is... I think he's only about five years older than Shane. Um, and yet you can really see the, the toll that a, a lifetime of um, wrestling will take on you. Because um, he looked a lot older than five years older than Shane. Um and then obviously they break out of the Hell in Cell. Obviously Shane climbs up. Obviously Shane does a ridiculous bump um, and just kind of kills himself. Very, very spectacular. Very well done. They obviously had the kind of mats underneath that kind of deflated as soon as he landed on them, which I thought was good to get rid of the evidence. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was very well done. And then him kind of telling Taker to, to give him some more punishment after, after that was a nice touch. Um, obviously The Undertaker's going to win. Obviously, if Shane won, it would have been absolutely absurd. Um, you'd imagine that that's going to crop up in uh, on Raw um, uh, tomorrow night. So um, that'll be interesting to see how that all kind of uh, works out. Um, and it had my favourite chant of the night. It was quite a, uh, quite a raucous crowd um, for the majority of the night. But this had my favourite chant when Shane was on the top of the cell. Please don't die. Uh, which I thought was quite uh, oddly touching for a wrestling crowd. Like, hey, Shane, come on, man, just let's not, let's just don't die. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a bit of a weird one, a bit disappointing, but, um, yeah, fantastic bump, which sent it off very well. Um, then we went into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which I think I, I really like. I think it's a great tradition to have now. It's like the third year that they've done it. Um, I hate battle royals. I think they're boring. Um, I've never seen a battle royal that I've particularly enjoyed. They only have like a couple of little, you know, spots and the rest of it's just kind of people punching and kicking each other um, and threatening to throw each other. Oh, am I going to go over? No, I'm not. Um, but I think this is good to 
make sure that almost everybody on the roster gets a WrestleMania payday. They get some kind of WrestleMania moment. They get to be a part of it. Um, it gives the opportunity, as we had, for some uh, surprise entrance. Um, Baron Corbin um, was obviously in there, um, which was a surprise. But the fact that he didn't get an entrance kind of undersold it a little bit. Now, they got away with that, obviously, by making him win. Um, and so that kind of almost seemed like a, a good, a deliberate thing of like, well, you know, you just subtly put him in there and like, oh shit, he's he's won won the whole thing. I thought that was very good, a great kind of a vote of confidence for him um, after spending a lot of time in NXT. Um, Diamond Dallas Page coming back, which was lovely. Always nice to see uh, DDP. Um, seems like a lovely guy um, for what he's doing for uh, Scott Hall and Jake Roberts. So uh, pleased to see him. Tatanka was there looking very rotund um again didn't get an entrance though so it's like is he that it's not a normal thing to have Tatanka in a match like let's celebrate this a little bit um you know I just thought it was a bit a bit strange and then uh, bloody Shaquille O'Neal comes in um which is uh, very odd um and wonderful though very pleased to see him very strange to see the big show looking up to somebody that very rarely happens in a wrestling ring um and interesting to see how how much more mobile Shaq is than uh, than the Big Show again. Hashtag pro wrestling. Hashtag takes its toll. Um, I thought it, it annoyed me that Shaq was as good as he was. Um, Damien Sandow, obviously fan favorite, getting hoofed out of there by Shaq by a non wrestler without getting any offense in is like the biggest diss I think that there was of the night. I, I did feel sorry for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it all got started, once Shaq and the Big Show, like they had their kind of pile in the corner and pushed them out, like um, Matrix Reloaded. Um, and then once they got out, it just descended into a regular um, regular Battle Royal, a.k.a. fairly boring. DDP got a diamond cutter in, which was nice, before he got uh, chucked out. Darren Young did several back rakes like I know I saw him do one on Tatanka and I thought oh right he's wrestling and you know an old school guy let's throw an old school thing but he was doing it all over the place I was like dude it's 2016 let's let's stop with the back rakes that's not weird um and then blah 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 Baron Corbin wins um not particularly an impressive match at all but I'm glad that Baron Corbin won I'm glad that they seem to be hopefully trying to kind of plan for the future um, as WWE tends not to really do that much, trying to build up somebody new. Um, and hopefully they, they take that and, and run with it, really. Because, um, you know, everybody hates him. He's, he's a very effective prick. Um, and he's big, so, yeah, give, give him a run. Um, then we... Oh, Jesus Christ. And at this point, there was like an hour and 20 or something ridiculous to go. Um, and then The Rock comes out. Now, I love The Rock. Rock is the second best wrestler of all time, in my humble opinion. Um, and he uh, he's obviously dripping with charisma. He can control a crowd. He has a lot of fun with it. That's great. Um, him setting fire to his name with a flamethrower. Sure, why not? It's The Rock. Um, and then he kind of talked for a while. And then Bray Wyatt comes out. He of the, you know, getting constantly bitched out. Um, just nobody ever knows what to do with him ever since John Cena really I mean that was a great feud and then it just finished and then it's like well what do we do with Bray now and he's got the difficult thing because he's got such a cool character one of my favourite characters in the WWE at the moment he'll never get a belt um, or very rarely get a belt like the Undertaker like the Undertaker's you know one of the most successful wrestlers 
of all time and he's only you know won the big belt a handful of times because his character is big enough that he doesn't need a belt to keep people interested in him but then that means that if people don't stop being interested in him or but they're not even stop being interested because he got a big pop for it um it, he always gets a good reaction and yet it's, it's just i don't know i think he needs to leave for a bit refresh his character and come back not like you know have a whole new not come back as bloody husky whatever but just go away just allow people to forget you a little bit forget how much you've been bitched out and then come back and be a monster heel again i think that's what he needs but yeah again it, it kind of goes with the austin and michaels and foley beating up the league of nations i just think why why would you sacrifice current people to service, you know, the nostalgia of uh, of The Rock. However, I did love that he is constantly ready for a fight, and uh, at any at the drop of a hat, he'll just rip his stripper trousers off, and he's got his trunks on underneath. I thought that was wonderful. Um, didn't like him beating Eric Rowan in six seconds. Don't like that. Don't like that. Don't like um, WWE's obsession with what's the quickest match ever. Not a fan of that at all, because um, it just makes it, like how's Eric Rowan come back from that? He's, I mean, obviously he's he's not a world beater in and of himself, but I don't know, he could have done better than that. Put up some kind of fight, Jesus. Um, and then they come back a little bit, and then John Cena comes out, and blah blah blah. Everyone's happy. Um, it just took a long time to get there, a long time to get there, and it you know didn't do much for anybody like you don't need to build the rock up he's not a young kind of hungry superstar it's like yeah let's give him a big wrestlemania moment it's like he's i don't know i don't know there's it annoyed me a little bit even though i do love the rock um and then of course we've got the 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 main event it all boils down to this um starting with the most holy shit over the top game of thrones speech by stephanie using the word mia several times like biblical i'm the worst person in the world i fucking hate you like crazy old school heel stuff and i loved it like she's she's a regular businesswoman week in and week out on tv and yet she comes out just like some kind of fantasy like yeah like medieval dominatrix um but yeah i loved it i loved the all that kind of pantomime and um, over the top stuff, and then Triple H comes out, and there's some gu- like the, it started off with an ent- with a, a video of these guys with like dark rings around their eyes, and they had these metal plates like stapled to their faces, and there was loads of them, like they couldn't speak out. But then when it came to the thing, <laughs> the people that accompanied him to the ring just had skull masks on, which is like, yeah, we looked into the metal plate thing; it's really expensive, and you know, there's not that many bald people out there, so like, oh, just skull masks, fuck it, nobody cares. Um, Triple H comes out, they did everything that they could to make people boo him, but nobody was going to boo him because obviously then Roman Reigns comes out, everybody gives him shit, everybody gives him shit. Um, again, I'd, I've said this before about Roman Reigns, I, I feel really bad that everybody hates him because it's not really his fault, he's not a terrible wrestler, he's fairly solid, he's just been pushed to the moon far too soon, it's WWE's fault that he's getting the kind of shit that he's getting. Um but it's I do think it's right that he that, that people are voicing their distaste for it because it's just WWE saying, No, this is who you will like, this is who you will like. And it's like they haven't learned anything with Daniel Bryan, haven't learned a single thing uh, for Daniel Bryan. Um it was a very slow match. Um I think protecting the fact that obviously um Triple H is not a young man and not a um full time wrestler anymore. Um, and also the fact that possibly Roman can't wrestle a, a particularly fast-paced match. I don't know. Um, 
I loved the fact that um, the body part that Triple H was trying to work over was uh, Roman's nose. Obviously, after his uh, beating a few weeks ago on Raw, uh, <laughs> commentators kept on mentioning, oh, he's going after his weak nose, his bad nose. It's like, oh, it's the lamest body part to be going after. Um, I just thought it was, yeah, it was far too slow. They tried to do this kind of slow down, kind of grappling fight. It was really uninspiring, and after a fucking five hours of, of wrestling, you need something with a bit more kind of pomp and, and ceremony explosion about it, um, and it just didn't have it. it. It wasn't a particularly good match at all. I thought the finish was decent. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought Steph took the spear like an absolute boss. Um, I thought that was brilliant. Um, and then a couple of Superman punches, a sledgehammer comes in, then goes with the spear. I mean, I, I hate the spear. I will, I will say that um, on record. As a finisher absolutely hate it hated it when edge did it hated it hate it when roman reigns does it um i mean that being said i did quite like it when rhino did it i like a gore um but i don't know i I think it's the fact that he's got two kind of striking finishes so he's got the superman punch that will set up the spear i just yeah i don't really like it like have a move do it like goldberg have the spear and then use that to set up for something else, for something more spectacular, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I thought it was a decent finish. I didn't think it was the worst match in the world. I just thought it was the wrong match to have at the end after such a long time of people sitting there and, and you know watching a lot of wrestling. And obviously Reigns won. Um, and, the, you know, they're continuing to, to not listen to, to the fans and not listen to, to what people want and what people don't want. And if unless they turn him heel, I just, I really don't see what they're going to do to to turn him around. He's got to work incredibly hard. I think they've got to make him a, a massive fighting champion, like defend the belt every single week, do it like John Cena did for the U.S. Open Challenge. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the only way to do it. Um, and even then, maybe not. I just I don't, I don't really understand the logic of it. But he won it, and he gets his moment, and well done him. Um, and it was really sad. Um, I saw a video that somebody posted uh, overnight um, of him, obviously after the, the broadcast had cut, walking back up the ramp with his daughter in his arms. I was like, oh, his daughter was there <laughs> watching him get fucking booed out the building. Everyone chanting, Roman sucks. And uh, that can't be nice for her. She only seems pretty young. Um, yeah, and that was WrestleMania. Overall... Um, I I thought it was all right. I I thought it wasn't a particularly spectacular WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania you you kind of hoping and expecting a, a little bit above um what you might normally get and I don't think it really delivered on that. I thought as I say the women's match was uh, amazing. That's a, that's a WrestleMania match um for me. I thought the ladder match at the beginning uh, was really good, really high energy um and really entertaining i thought obviously shane doing the big bump that's big time uh ambrose and lesnar parts of that i i, I mean i did like that I, th- I thought that was a good match even though it wasn't quite as violent as i, I would wish it to be uh, but too much of the rest of it just seemed a little bit like like a tv match um like not anything particularly noteworthy um especially that last match um which is a shame because that's you know the biggest match and the biggest event of the year um for me, the biggest, uh, the big losers here, obviously Damien Sandow getting <laughs> ejected from uh, the Battle Royal immediately by Shaquille Rashawn O'Neal. Um, I thought that anybody who got beaten up by somebody who was too old to really beat them up, anyone from the Attitude Era, um, I thought they were a loser, a.k.a. Um, Eric Rowan, 
and uh, the League of Nations. I thought they all lost out quite a lot. I thought the New Day as well lost, um, even though they got the great entrance with a big box of bootios. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought they were they didn't really do themselves too many favours. Um, and then the big the big winners. Um, Shane, obviously, even though the the match wasn't amazing, but nobody's going to remember the match. Everyone's just going to remember the bump, which is, I guess, is why he does them. Um, Zack Ryder, obviously, getting to getting his victory, um, and pretty much everyone in that um, ladder match. Actually, I thought that there, there wasn't anyone. There wasn't really kind of any uh, any dead weight potentially. I mean, no. Let's go, Zack Ryder and and Sami Zayn because he had that great spot jumping through the ladder and then doing his amazing kind of jump through the turnbuckle uh, tornado DDT on uh, Kevin Owens so I thought he was good um, and yeah everyone in the triple threat and Tiffany agreed with that her, her MVP was uh, Sasha Banks um, Sasha Banks is officially my wife's favourite wrestler um, because this is the only thing that she has to go on um, yeah uh, so so winners and losers I thought yeah overall it, it was a little bit unspectacular, but um, not a terrible event by any by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and there we go, there it is, there there we are. And how can we do this? Um, so that's uh, WrestleMania. That's yeah, part two finished of uh, of uh, my WrestleMania roundup. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did. Let me know if you didn't. Let me know if you disagreed. If you agreed, just just talk to me. Just talk to me. I'm a lonely man. Um, yeah, and then come back. I uh, will hopefully be doing one for uh, the Raw after WrestleMania. It's traditionally a very raucous um, affair with a very dicky crowd. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And uh, yeah, I hope you come back and listen to that one as well. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, my name's Daniel Swan. This has been a lovely slice of grapple pie. You like wrestling, but when it comes to watching, you just don't have the time. So sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie. Yeah?